Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. Jesus said, but who do you say that I am? Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. I still recall with great fondness the celebration of new ministry that took place shortly after I became the rector of St. Michael's in early 2018. And the part of the service that I found to be the most moving was the induction, where different members of the church came forward and they presented me with gifts, all symbolic of what it meant to be faithful as both rector and priest. I was given water, a stole, oil, a copy of our canons. I even got Play-Doh from representatives of our day school. But the gift I found to be the most moving was a set of keys. Lisa Killo was the senior warden at the time, and after handing me these keys, she said, John, receive these keys and let the doors of this church remain open to all people. And then the people said, Amen. You see, keys are a symbol of power. They're a symbol of authority. And so by handing me those keys, this was the church's way of saying, in the name of God, we expect you to steward your authority as one who confesses a crucified Lord. And for these keys to serve not your own interests, but rather the interests of the kingdom of God. And in today's gospel, Peter he is given a similar set of keys and a similar charge. And suffice it to say, these are not keys that Peter has earned. In fact, up to this point, Peter has consistently missed the point, and he often speaks before he thinks. Nor are these magical keys that will somehow remove Peter's flaws and deficiencies. In fact, shortly after his confession... Peter will try to argue Jesus from going to the cross. Peter will also take a sword and chop off someone's ear. And Peter will deny his Lord in Jesus' moment of desperate need. And so these are not a set of keys that Peter has earned. They're not keys that he deserves. They come only as a gift. But with these keys... Peter is given power, and he is given authority. And of course, the same is always true for us. In fact, that's really the point of today's epistle to the Romans. There is one body with many different members, and we all have a different gift. We have a different contribution to make, meaning that to an extent, we all have authority, some power that God has given us to build up the church 
and to make the world a more beautiful and loving place. But what today's gospel makes pretty clear is that whatever authority, whatever power we have, that it's always a gift and that it has nothing to do with being perfect. In fact, there's a great quote from St. Augustine who was once asked by a seeker what he could expect if he went into a Christian church. Augustine responded, and I quote, Drunkards, misers, tricksters, gamblers, adulterers, fornicators, and assiduous clients of sorcerers. Now, I don't intend to put that on our St. Michael's website. I think we can raise the bar maybe a little bit in terms of what we expect here at St. Michael's, but Augustine's point is well taken. Namely, that the keys to the kingdom of heaven, they're not tied to our merits, but rather to our confession. You see, in today's gospel, Jesus asked his disciples a question. Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And as they begin to tap dance around that question, some say this, Others say that. Jesus cuts to the chase, and he gets personal. Yeah, but I'm asking you. <laughs> Who do you say that I am? And it's at this moment that Peter shines, and he gives us an example of what it means to offer a wholehearted yes to God. You are the Messiah, he says. You're the son of the living God. Who do you say that I am? This is the question that is always before us. And I would submit that there is great power in making our confession as Peter did. To say, Jesus, you are the Christ. You are the Savior. You're the Son of the living God. You are the whole point. For whenever we say this with our whole heart, this then becomes a key with the power to unlock heaven itself. It leads to a new way of being, a new way of serving, a new way of seeing other people. Because here's the thing, the moment we confess that Jesus is Lord and that the universe revolves around him, we simultaneously remember that it cannot revolve around us. And so consider, whenever life feels scary, when it feels uncertain, when things don't go our way, or when, as the world is, does not mesh with how we want the world to be, or when something inconvenient happens and we blow it all out of proportion, a faithful response begins when we pause and learn to say with our whole heart what Peter did. Lord, you're the Messiah, not me, but you. You're the son of the living God. And Lord, I might not have an answer to whatever predicament I'm in right now, but I'm all in, and I can still put my trust in you. Not in myself, not in what John says on Sunday morning, not in the stock market, not in political process, but Lord, right now I put my trust in you. And so for the 87th time today, Lord, at 9.15 a.m., I confess you as Lord once again. 
Because here's the thing. Our confession that Jesus is Lord, this is the power that we take out into the world. And I'm not speaking about the kind of power that's so prevalent in the world we live in. Not a power that's coercive. Not a power that's violent. Not a power that's selfish or self-seeking. But a power that is absolutely unique to the Christian gospel. A power revealed in a Messiah that came not to conquer, but to be conquered. A Messiah that came not to be served, but to serve. A Messiah that came not to judge, but to be judged. I'm talking about the power of the cross. And with that power always comes a mission. We boldly take our place as a member in the body of Christ. Remember, there's one body, Paul says, and many members, and each one of us has a very important role to play. You see, in today's gospel, when Jesus talks about building a church, he's not talking about a physical structure or an institution. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with these things. I love our building. And as soon as it's safe for all of us to gather here once again, we will celebrate that day. But in today's gospel, Jesus doesn't speak of a building. He's talking about a people, a people that know the power that comes with confessing his name and who want nothing more than to learn how to live their life as a conduit of his mercy, his grace, and his wisdom. A people who are committed to learning how to rely not on themselves, but on him who died for them and rose again. Because the truth is, you and I live in a world that has bought into the myth of self-sufficiency. And we forget, I forget, that life is a gift and a wonderful miracle. It's a mystery. And that we are utterly dependent on God every moment for our wholeness, salvation, and peace. As the late Henry Noun put it, and I quote, The world around us is saying in a very loud voice, we can take care of ourselves. We do not need God or the church. We are in control. And if we are not, we need to work harder to get in control. But beneath all the great accomplishments, there is a deep current of despair. Broken relationships, boredom, and depression fill the hearts of millions. And it really saddens me to say this, but I think Henry Noun is right. Because you and I were never meant to bear the burden of godhood. And the first thing we get to drop whenever we confess that Jesus is Lord is the illusion that we're the Lord. And that is really good news. Imagine being on a hike in beautiful Colorado with a 50-pound backpack. It is very good news to be told, hey, you don't have to carry that. Put it down. Any provision you need for the journey will be supplied when you need it, but you can put that 50-pound pack down. And all of a sudden, who knew? You feel lighter, and the walk actually starts to feel pleasant, and you enjoy yourself, all because you put down that which you were never meant to carry. And so can you put down that which you were never meant to carry? 
I'll end this morning by asking you this. Are you frustrated, burnt out, anxious, angry, a little tired from trying to be your own Lord and control every circumstance? There is so much power, so much authority that comes with knowing that we do not need to please, perform, or perfect our way into the kingdom of God, but that it always comes as a gift, not because we're good, but rather because God is good. The keys to heaven belong to you. At every time we make our confession, we come just a little bit closer to unlocking the full experience of God's kingdom in our life. Amen.